You have arrived at your destination. Hey, Aaron. Yes. What's your favorite ghost from Scooby Doo? Oh man, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably have to say, from Scooby Doo, where are you? I would say the headless specter. That is incorrect. Is the spooky space kook? No, a, that is completely. That's you, the worst ghost I'm, ever. I'm, I'm afraid that you have lost this uh, completely subjective question. Dang uh, it! <laughs> but this, but that's what we're talking about this week on Animation Destination. Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I am joined with by another cartoon junkie, I think for the first time as much as mine, uh, that I would say, uh, Aaron, how you doing? Great, man. Great to be here. Aaron, I just lost your last name again. (laughs) (laughs) It's Madison. Madison. I asked you right before, and then I screwed up in my head again. Aaron Madison, I apologize. No problem. No problem. Aaron, good to have you on. Thank you. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Scooby-Doo. Yes. Uh, Good old mystery solving, uh, ghost hunting crew, the Mystery Inc., uh, with a talking dog sidekick, uh, sparked a whole bunch of those cartoons. Definitely so. Oh, man. But before we get into that, uh, let's uh, go into our animation recommendation, which is uh, The Rock uh, debuted his Moana song this week. (laughs) It's a little clip, uh, uh, the official Moana page, I think, and Disney and all that, Disney animation. Uh, They sent it out. They didn't send the whole song out, but uh, as anybody knows, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, uh, stars in every movie uh, coming out for the next uh, seven years, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, he, will be, uh, he will be playing Maui on Moana, and he does, in fact, I was wondering this, if he would have a song. Typically, they always give the characters a song, and he does have a song, and for some reason, that fills me with joy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those things that you knew that it had to come eventually, and yeah. it was, I mean... He's half Samoan, half Hawaiian, so, yeah. you know, it would be a natural that he would have a song in that yeah, one. So, yeah, it, it makes sense. Uh, he he kind of had that. We, we both watch wrestling. Uh, we've seen the, the days of when he had a guitar and he, right. would, uh, he would sing. And then, he wasn't half bad. He wasn't a great singer, but he wasn't half bad. He That's could right. Least, he could at least carry a note in, he, in certain ways. He took us to the SmackDown Hotel many times. He did, many times. And now <laughs> he gets to have a song about being a boisterous demigod, which is <laughs> super great. And it just fills me with all sorts of joy. So go to Disney Animation, go to Moana, and just say the clip of that. Just a little clip of uh, of Maui's really self-centric uh, song. It's super great. Go check it out. It's a fun time. Uh, but that's it for my animation recommendation. Really short one today. But we're going to go into Tune News. got some good news here for us today, which is uh, Ruby Volume 4 uh, started uh, this last weekend. Have you watched Ruby at all? I have not. Yeah, RWBY. Uh, it's an uh, indie animation uh, show. I talked about this a lot, I think, a few weeks ago with some uh, 
with some uh, other guests. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Brian, it was, on, it was on our Batman episode. And um, basically, it's Mon- Monty Ohm started this show. He's sadly passed away since then, but he started this show uh, in, like, poser animation. Mm-hmm. And it's this indie animated show. Rooster Teeth produces it, and it's really quite enjoyable uh you know the animation watching season one it's kind of rough because it's like really cheap you know poser animation and stuff but the fight scenes are really good and the characterizations of the voice acting are stellar uh this season uh looks amazing though uh every season has like improved in looks uh but this season they aren't using poser they're using autodesk maya in this Mm -hmm. one and that's just, I guess, they can do more things with this thing because the animation in this looks stellar. It looks absolutely fantastic. The facial expressions are really great. Uh, just everything flows uh, much better in this one. It still has the same look. still looks like Ruby, but it, it looks amazing, and I definitely recommend anybody go watch that show. It's on Volume 4 now. Uh, it's airing on Rooster Teeth. Uh, I think it also is on a week late. They put up an episode on uh, on their YouTube channel for free. Uh, I think at roosterteeth.com, it's the day after if you're not a first member. So if you're a first member, you get it on the day. So it's like every Saturday until uh, whenever. They I think they take a break every now and then. But uh, yeah, should be about 10 episodes, I think, per season. And they seem to be longer. This one was about 20 minutes long. So that's awesome. kind of a new length. They They usually don't break... Like fourteen minutes, like on that thing, so should be good. But it's a good show. I definitely recommend it to anybody and go check it out. And Volume Four started. Uh, the other one that I have today is Incredibles and Toy Story. Uh, a little Pixar news. Uh, so Incredibles uh, has been pushed up in uh, in start time uh, to the uh, towards the end of two thousand eighteen. I think it's like fall two thousand eighteen. Uh, it was slated for 2019, and Toy Story has been pushed back to 2019. So they flip-flopped those. Uh, so for people uh, wanting uh, Incredibles more so than Toy Story 4, <laughs> uh, there's uh, some good news for you. So uh, I'm super stoked about it. Brad Bird's returning. He scripted it, everything again. So can't wait for the new one. Uh, I don't know when it takes place, if it takes place immediately after or years after. I have no idea. I'm kind of shooting for years after i would love to see a teenager dash like that'd be fun yeah that'd be cool is yeah. uh craig t nelson and uh, holly hunter back yeah as well too yeah supposedly the the regular cast is returning <clears throat> uh they might be recasting some people like especially if dash i think is older they probably right. recast him but uh yeah but yeah craig t nelson back again holly hunter again is elastigirl and I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, Syndrome's dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Jason, Jason Lee's probably not coming back. No sequel for Jason Lee. <laughs> no, no yeah. sequel for him. Uh, that'd be weird if they brought him back. Uh, but yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Uh, I, I can't wait, because uh, I love Brad Bird's work, um, you know. Iron Giant was great. Iron Giant was great. Yeah. Ratatouille's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still haven't seen uh, Mission Impossible 4. I heard he directed that one, and I have not seen that one. I so. actually didn't know he directed that. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. They switch directors every Mission Impossible movie, and it's like... But that one apparently is good. Uh, so, I mean, you know, uh, most of them are good. The second one's the only bad one. The second one was bad. The second <laughs> yeah. one's really bad, because it's John Woo, yeah. and John Woo just, just did not fit. It did not fit his uh, that style at all. J.J. Uh, Abrams was the director of the third one, actually. Yes. J.J. Abrams directed that one. Yes. One of his, his director, his big screen directorial debut. Debut, that's right. Because Tom Hanks loved how he directed Alias and was like, well, let's do my movie. Like, yeah. All right. So, so we can thank Tom Cruise 
for J.J. Uh, Abrams being able to do everything that he does right now. It's be the only thing we think Tom Cruise I think for. Exactly. I feel like, you know, I feel like, <laughs> well, you know, he, he makes some good movies every now and then. That's about, uh, that's about where it ends. Yep. Uh, the other big news coming out is that uh, Fred Siebert's uh, Frederator Network uh, has been acquired by Rainmaker Entertainment. Um, Rainmaker uh, did Escape from Planet Earth, another rock movie, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, and uh, that was, I think, one of his first voice acting uh, debuts um, and other uh, shows. like They actually had another show almost exactly like that that was about an alien planet. It was like almost verbatim the same story. It had Jason Biggs in it. Or, um, no, not Jason Briggs. The dude, the PC and Mac guy. The Mac guy. Which, what was his name? Oh, uh, Justin Long. Justin Long, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Justin Long. Justin Long was in that one. Um, yeah, it was, it's really weird. They had like two exact identical movies like that. But uh, anyway, uh, they're a Canadian company, and they have acquired Channel Frederator uh, to form WOW, with an exclamation point. WOW Unlimited Media. So... I don't know what that's bringing on to, but uh, Channel Frederator kind of had a lull in uh, content recently. Uh, they've got the Verve coming out, the Verve app, um, which is sort of which has been created by the Crunchyroll people. Uh, that's kind of acquiring a lot of Crunchy or uh, Frederator shows like Bravest Warriors, Being Puppy Cat, stuff like that is going on the Verve. Um, we talked about that a few weeks ago, but now I guess they have a big production company now so that's I don't really know. cool so yeah uh they 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 they're rainmaker entertainment's pretty good at uh, at uh, at basically doling out a lot of entertainment and acquiring rights because they had the the cookie jar uh for a while the cookie jar entertainment which acquired the rights to a lot of stuff and started doling about on dvds um so that was kind of that's kind of their specialty is to like kind of get content and put it out there so it'll be interesting i I hope to see uh, more stuff come out of that because there's been a massive... I think it's probably been trying to get a deal down because, you know, uh, full-on animation on YouTube is just... It's hard to do because right. you, you have to produce things constantly and there's a there's a limited budget for things. And so... Uh, but it should be, should be interesting to see uh, where this goes. I'm uh, looking forward to more stuff from WOW Unlimited Media. So... That's it, I think, for Toon News. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a really good article out there if anybody wants to check it out. There's a really great article on awn.com. Uh, is China's animation industry ready to shine on the world stage? I will not bore you with the details of it, uh, but it's a great little look at how they've been doing uh, their animation, uh, how their animation has been improving. They have very Pixar-like uh, movies out right now that have uh, kind of... Uh, sort of come out over here a little bit. Uh, there was one called uh, Monkey King Hero Returns. Uh, it was really cool. I watched it kind of bootleggishly, I, I, I have to admit, because there was no other way to watch it otherwise. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, I love the designs in it, and I think they're doing a sequel to that as well. Uh, a lot of companies have been doing a lot of cool stuff over in China, so hopefully they start to shine a little bit more on the grand stage. That'd be very cool. It's yeah. always good to have new uh, new animation, yeah. stateside especially. You oh, know, yeah. The mm-hmm. Pixar stuff's always great. Disney's yeah. always great. But anything new is always a good thing, too. Oh, so. yeah. Agreed. As long as more breeding of competition and uh, just making things better, uh, French animation has been stellar, and I can't wait. I need to do a French animated episode after Anime Month, which is coming up next week. Ah. Uh, anime Month starts next week uh, in November, and we'll be talking all things anime there, and that should be a lot of fun. So, Very cool. Uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun there. But today, <clears throat> we're going to get to our topic. Uh, 
of the day. That's a thing I do. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to talk about our topic of the day, which is Scooby-Doo. Not just Scooby-Doo, where are you? Uh, but all things Scooby-Doo. It's our Halloween episode. So it's the spooky Halloween spooky Halloween intro. Put that in. <laughs> I mean, if I do, I don't know if I will. <laughs> it depends. But if you do, it's there. So. It is, yeah. If it strikes me later, I'll, I'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Scooby-Doo. Uh, I, you know, uh, this thing, I don't know of anybody that doesn't know Scooby-Doo. It's yeah, it's a it's, it's it's been around for a long time. Yeah, debuted in 1969. 1969, yeah. um, older yeah. than both of us, mm-hmm. but it's it's something that it's kind of um, it's always been there. Like mm-hmm. it's been uh, kind of transcends generations. Yeah, usually every you know five to ten years or so, there's some sort of kind of a relaunch with it, a newer mm-hmm. show to kind of. Bring in a new audience, so yeah. to speak, and yeah, it's it's it seems like it's always been it's always been great too. Yeah, I don't think it's ever been. It's of course had lulls in between its uh, different shows. But I don't think it's ever been off the air. At least some incarnation. Yeah, I think it's it's has, always been on pretty much yeah. ever since then, either in syndication or yeah, you know, some some form of reruns has always been yeah. always been there. Yeah, and and even then, like like even outside of it, it's like oh, he, they they'd throw him into. Laugh Olympics and you know it's like and stuff like that. They name one of the teams after that's right. Laugh Olympics, Scooby Doobies, the Scooby Doobies, and uh, yeah, that's the team I was for. Whatever, I loved them. Like, it was always that team. I always loved them because they had Blue Falcon. Yeah, they had Blue I Falcon. Always, exactly, I they, that was the coolest thing. Yeah, they had, they had they had Scooby, they had Blue Falcon, they had all the cool ones. Yeah, they had, they had the Teen Angels and Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman. They had all the cool ones. Well, it was it was kind of like the Yogi Yahoo's. Yeah, they were the sixties. Yeah, Hanna Barbera. They were that era, it and was, then the yeah. Scooby Doobies were like the seventies era. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and you know, the rotten, the really rotten. <laughs> yeah, they were just really rotten. A lot of them, I don't even think were. I think they were created really, for that. Some show. of them were, yeah, because like there was Dick Dastardly. He was definitely there. Well, actually, Muttley. it wasn't Dick Dastardly. It was, was he not? No, Muttley was definitely there. No, actually, it yeah. was Muttley and Dick Dastardly were on um, Wacky Races. Yes, they were. So yeah, when sure. um, Laugh Olympics came on, yeah. it was actually. Muttley had like the aviator hat. Yeah, he did. Yeah. From, this was this was a yeah. different dog that actually yeah. had the same Oh, look. that's right. His name You're was right. Mumbly. Mumbly. That's yeah. right. You're absolutely correct. And oh, he had yeah, the, you got uh, me. the trench yeah. coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the guy that's that right. looked like he, had, Dick he was Dastardly. blue too. He was right. like blue. I remember that now. The guy that yeah. looked like Dick Dastardly was actually the Great Fondue. Great Fondue. Who that's was the right. magician. That's so weird. Yeah. And then you also had Dred Baron on there who looked like Dick Dastardly as well. Oh man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Like I was, it, it, you st- you were saying it. And I'm like, yeah, he was blue. That's right, he was blue. Oh yeah. no, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, and you had the. Um, <laughs> wonder what, what are the. That's weird. Like, I wonder if they didn't have the rights to it or something, or they had to shift, or like they didn't want to. I I don't. So I remember something about that, and there was like there was actually a sh- a, a Hammer Bear show, and I don't remember how long it was on. Maybe just one season, but yeah. it was. I think it was actually called Inspector Mumbly. Right, and he was. It was the same character. He did the same snickering laugh. Yeah, but he was like a detective and a good guy. Yet on Laugh Olympics, he was he was a bad guy. So there you go. A little weird, a little yeah. weird, yeah, because he would always before he do that. Was his mumbles? That's right. Exactly. We both do a very good mum- uh, mutley. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good episode. Anyway, uh, moving on to Scooby Doo. Uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? Debuted in nineteen sixty nine. Uh, 
lasted through 1970. So only one year this thing was on. Uh, you know, they, but what a lasting impression this show was. Definitely. Uh, uh, it, it lasted, uh, it, uh, excuse me, it debuted, I think, with between that, because it went till 75, I think, or it aired till 75. Right. The, the, um, the first version was, it was actually aired for two seasons, if yeah. memory serves. Yeah. Um, the, the, the only real difference was the second season, there was a different vocalist on the theme song and they had a different castle as the That's front. That's right, as a front. They had yeah, a few castle. different scenes mm-hmm. that they cut in. Yeah. Um, and also, something that a lot of Scooby fans always talk about is the second season was when they actually debuted the chase songs. Yeah, the chase songs. Uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of each episode. Yeah. Which, actually, I have a CD that has yeah, yeah, all that of one. those songs on it. I, I've seen is, that CD. Which is so great. That's awesome. I've seen that CD as well. It's <clears throat> because I was looking for a Hanna-Barbera uh, CD. I have, mm-hmm. I have the... My dad actually has the vinyl of the Hanna-Barbera songs, like the Johnny Quest and all right. that stuff. Super awesome. Great jazz. Like, just beautiful. And I said, when I was looking for that, I was like, oh, you might also like... I was like, oh, look at that. The chase music from Scooby-Doo. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically this show, if people don't know this, people should know this, but whatever, we're going to co- cover it anyway. That's right. Uh, it covers the adventures of Shaggy, Scooby, Fred, Velma, and Daphne. Um, uh, basically these teens who I guess all went to school together, they never really established... It never says, but yeah, it, you assume so, and... Mm-hmm. Um, from the later, which we'll get into later on, the A Pup Named Scooby-Doo show, mm-hmm. we learned that Daphne's family was incredibly rich. Yes, that's the first inter- instance where we get that. And yeah, so yeah. I think that's how that that Mystery Inc. kind of got, mm-hmm. you know, it's funding because they went everywhere. <laughs> they were all across the United yeah. States. They went to Scotland. They went to <laughs> Rio. I mean, they went to places. I mean, and they always drove the Mystery Machine, which right. I always wondered how the... How did they get this thing, they, like, freighted across right. the ocean? Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like that would be a lot to, to get that. Um, yeah, they they, uh, they they traveled quite a bit on this show, but it was always kind of, like, interpreted that you're in this, like, one town right. deal. Um, uh, and did they ever name it? Coolsville. Coolsville. That's mm-hmm. right. It was Coolsville. And yeah, actually, see, that came out on a pup named Scooby-Doo as well. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Wow. See, that's weird. See, but on, on where are you? Did they ever name that town? I'm they, never, they never oh, actually they never said did. where they were from initially. Okay. Um, it a, was just, they were... Because I was hurt on, like, in Mr. Inc., they called it Crystal Cove. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered if, like, in one episode, like, did they throw out Crystal yeah. Cove somewhere and, like, I missed yeah, it? To my knowledge, yeah. I think that was, that didn't start until Mr. Inc. So, yeah. I, I know, like, the first, like, name that I heard was on a pup named scooby and that was when they said Coolsville. Right, so. right. I always kind of took it that that was the same, yeah. the same town. Uh, interestingly enough, this show was not kind of slated for the success that it got. It was thrown on uh, with ABC's The Hardy Boys mm-hmm. cartoon, uh, which I have about 14 episodes bootlegged in there uh, in my DVD collection. Um, did that actually have uh, Parker Stevenson and... I believe uh, it did. Sean Cassidy doing the voices as well? I think so, yes, because Sean Cassidy did a few other... I knew they were Hannah on the, the live well. show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they... Because I think Sean Cassidy did a few other ones. But it was definitely... Uh, yeah, it, it, The Hardy Boys cartoon... Uh, was the one they were banking on. It right. was like, that's the one that's, oh, this is going to be the big hit. We'll pair it with this other show that's being developed. So Scooby-Doo was essentially the B-side. It was the B-side yeah. of the whole thing. And it was the complete rating success. Yeah. And no one remembers the Hardy Boys, which is so weird. Yeah. Because uh, they were banking on that. Because the Hardy Hardy Boys, like, you know, if you don't, if anybody doesn't know that, the uh, if you're not 
you know, old enough, I guess. Uh, huge book. Uh, you know, Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, that sort a of series. That, yeah, that whole series of books was gigantic back in the day, and this was kind of capitalizing on that uh, during the seventies run. Uh, but yeah, Scooby Doo just just bowled it over, man. The, <laughs> uh, the Nielsen ratings uh, was uh, I think they were said sixty five percent more than the Hardy Boys, sixty five percent over. Wow! So one of the highest uh, one of the highest ones on uh, on there. So that probably just... was at the time, especially that was probably one of the higher rated mm-hmm. cartoons yeah. ever. Yeah, you know at that absolutely. point, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was huge. It was gigantic. Cause, and this was kind of during that weird time when cartoons were still finding a medium because, like, oh, you know, car- there's always been that thing like cartoons are for kids. But back in that, back before then, you had the Flintstones, Flintstones, which, which was, was prime time, prime time. It was it was the first animated pregnancy and like you know like uh, so weird stuff like that. It just and also kind of the sign of the times. The I think it was. And this wasn't actually shown later with the Flintstones, but I think the first season or so anyway, I know Mm -hmm. that they always had sponsors like at, because this was early 60s, -hmm. uh, where they would have a sponsor kind of like at the end of a show. And a lot of times it was for like a cigarette company. Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, they, would, all they the, would have like, like, you know, something like that. And <laughs> this was, you know, targeted technically at kids. But yeah, exactly. Not really. But it was a primetime show. Right. So it was really interesting. It was like, like, oh, this kid's show. It was like, well, it really wasn't. It was a Honeymooners animated. It yeah. was done in prime time. So it was like, hey, Fred, real smooth. You know? Like, <laughs> like, but yeah, it, 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 that's a weird little artifact to find on YouTube is uh, uh, Flintstones uh, cigarette commercials. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, they're pretty fun. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, uh, no cigarette commercials for Scooby though. Yes, uh, that was definitely targeted towards kids. I think had a laugh track, which was interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know if that added to anything, but it kind of made me laugh a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, it was like, some of the some of the things were. I mean, clearly very corny, but yeah, yeah. There's still certain points, especially with those early those early Scooby episodes that. Oh, yeah. There's there's one scene in particular that every time I see it, I yeah. just am in stitches. I'm, like, I'm going to give mine right after yours. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, was from, it was from season two. Okay. Um, yeah. It was Mystery Mask Mix-Up. It Mystery was Mask the, Mix-Up. Yeah, the mix one up, with one the uh, Chinese. Chinese mask. And they're and in the, like Chinatown. I actually really love the designs of the villains in that one. Yes. Like, they the were the creepy white, looking. The white, with face the white face and the hood. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. But there's, yeah. there's a scene in it when... Uh, <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy are confronted by the, you know, the big bad, the guy yeah. in the mask and everything. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Scooby being a, a great Dane, for those that don't yeah. know, is a very big dog. But sure. uh, Shaggy actually gets on his back and like he's a motorcycle <laughs> and turns his ear like he's actually revving the motorcycle up. And Scooby's feet turn into wheels and then they roll off. Every time I see that, I'm just like in tears. It's like my it's my very favorite Scooby Doo bit of That's all time. Funny. I get that from a very Groucho Marxian type of exactly, scene, yeah. Uh, from uh, um, uh, the Haunted Isle, uh-huh. Haunted Isle episode, one of my favorite episodes of all time. Uh, it's my brother's favorite episode as well. Uh, Haunted Isle is about this. Uh, well, you don't know this till the end of it. Here's a spoiler uh, for a show that came out in the '60s. Uh, I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all right. I think we're past the point of it. But uh, Haunted Isle had a magician uh, on there, and that's how, that's how he would like basically scare people off the off the land because it's always about a guy scaring people away. Right. But he was a magician, so he could pull off all this wondrous stuff. 
Like, they're just like, oh, how do you walk through that wall? Uh, it's a little trick of mirrors. There's a vampire in yeah, like, parts of it. Exactly. Like gypsy. Yeah, yeah. Gypsy, yeah, just all this other stuff. So, but like Shaggy and Scooby being hungry as they always are, you know, they walk in and sort of, oh boy, I could really go for a sandwich. And this little thing, like, it just comes out. I was like, oh, cool. It's a sandwich. And it's like, doesn't think anything of it. It's like, oh, but I really could go for some mustard. And then. <laughs> mustard on the string. And then a little mustard. Oh, look, some mustard. <laughs> and then he gets spooked off, and uh, I think he was looking for Scooby or something at one point, and a, ske- a skull looks at him and goes, uh, which way did they go? He went that way. And yeah. like, the skull goes, like, thanks, man. It's all right. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, I crack up every time. It just It's such a weird little, like little isolated incident from like all this crazy stuff going on with some really creepy imagery here. Oh yeah, definitely. Like there's some creepy imagery in that show. There was, uh, I remember there was the episode that scared me, like legit yeah, there, scared me a few when of those I was a kid. Too, yeah. Was it was on the later on the later series from the Scooby Doo show yeah. when it was on in 76. Right. And it was, um, I can't remember the, the episode title. I'd have to look it up. But it sure. it was basically where they went to this island. Of course, they always have a friend that they know everywhere. Yeah. And it was her... Um, they thought her grandfather was a vampire. Oh, right. Yeah. And... I, I watched it again recently, and it's I mean, it's really cheesy now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but there was a way that it's like her uncle was the one that was behind this, and he had this wristwatch that had like these bells. It was like an alarm on it, right? And any time that the alarm would go off, he was he could almost use it to hypnotize this friend of theirs, right? So she goes over at one point, and like Daphne's and like Daphne and Velma are in her room, and the whole thing is he's trying to trick her out of like her inheritance or something like that sure yeah yeah and so daphne and velma are in her room and like the phone rings and daphne goes to pick it up and she's like what is this i don't this is some weird bells i don't know what this is right so she hangs it up and then the girl whose name was lisa she goes and picks it up later yeah and then she hears it and then she turns around and then she's a vampire and then she's yeah. like oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. and it yeah. <laughs> when they do the reveal at the end of the episode when they're kind of like telling how that everything and yeah. it literally shows her the same scene. Yeah. She picks up the phone, and as she does, she reaches into her drawer, opens it, <laughs> and puts, gets plastic vampire yeah, teeth right, right. in her mouth, and then turns, turns around. Turns around, yeah. It wasn't like, nearly as scary then. No, no. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, it's it's just fun little stuff. Like, I love how they explain things yes. like that. But the vampire legit scared me when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. When when I was a kid, uh, the the episode that terrified the crap out of me was the new Scooby-Doo movies. Mm -hmm. It was the episode, the second episode with Don Knotts. Was that uh, the... Uh, the one with the ship captain. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they were on the island. Yeah, they're on the island, yeah. and like there's this big mansion that they're staying out, and Don Knotts is there, yeah. and he's, but he's not Don Knotts. It's right. A, it's one of the only instances where they have Don Knotts on, or the character on, or the, the, the actor on, but he's not the character. He's Or he's not the person. He's actually a character. Yeah. And he's like this detective he was a, character. He was like the detective. Yeah, he was like a detective in, character. Uh, like, private eyes. Yeah, he's like, private eye, whatever, and I forget what his name is. It was Don Knotts. He looks like Don Knotts. Uh, he's wearing a Sherlock Holmes hat. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite episodes, too. But it terrified... There was a part I could never do. Uh, the ghosts in that terrified me. They had blank white faces right. with, like, a captain's hat. Captain Moody. Well, the Captain Moody hat. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Captain Moody. And just... It was a hologram. So, right. like, they were transparent. And they would have this little... Like, this moan yeah. that really got me when I was a kid. Um, but... Because it, it, it was not... 
like it wasn't like cheesy. Like the the moan was actually scary. And now look back at now, I was like, I can't believe this terrified me. But there's a part where Shaggy, Scooby, and Fred are all in a bed, which is kind of weird. <laughs> but, but but they're all in a bed because the it girls happened are a lot. Bed. And it happened a lot because yeah. the girls would always be in one room and they'd always be in the other. So they're in bed and it's it's a straight shot from the foot of the bed. I think that's what terrified me. It's just the fact that it's an actual straight shot from the bed quarters and right. you see the foot of the bed and you see the dresser across the th- across the way open up and then this transparent ghost just starts looming right at the camera going Ooh, and it's <laughs> every time terrified me i had to look away every time but nope, lo- not watching yeah I'm but, done. I, but i love that episode like yeah. other times they didn't scare me that much but just that one where he's coming at the screen i was like nope 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 we're not doing this yep. like can't do it Oh man! Yeah, but, but that uh, was uh, his his character in that. There was a there was an old movie in the uh, probably around that same time, early seventies. Yeah, with uh, Don Knotts and Tim Conway. And right. It was called The Private Eyes. The Private Eyes. Yeah, and he actually had the Sherlock Holmes sort that, of thing. And co- frankly, that was probably the character he was. Yeah. Like if I if I thought about it, and I can't remember what his name was in that, but I right. know that's yeah. what that was referencing. I'm that, sure that's probably like the exact character he was, but. Uh, yeah, so it, that, that's how big this kind of got, uh, Scooby-Doo. Like, uh, that, that, it was the same formula every time, but somehow it was funny every time. I don't yeah. know what it was. It just, uh, they they kind of had good mysteries. I don't know if they were good for back then. Like, you kind of can pick out who the guy is typically yeah. on those episodes. Um, but yeah, it's never a real ghost, ever. Right. Uh until the Scooby, till Zombie Island, till Zombie yeah. Island. Then, then it was a real ghost, which is that that got real weird. But I kind of liked it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, let, let's let, let, moving on to the next series. Like this is how much it grew. Was uh, uh, the Scooby Doo movies? Uh, they just started throwing so many uh, celebrities in on there. Yeah, basically yeah. any anyone that was a had any sort of modicum of celebrity yeah. title at that time in oh, the yeah. early 70s yeah. was on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had the Harlem Globetrotters Harlem Globe for Trotters. like five episodes. Yeah, yeah, they, they were on like every week, it they, seemed like. Yeah, they were on all the time. They had uh, the Three Stooges, Three which Stooges. at that point they were all... Actually, I think Mo. Mo might have been the only one that was still alive yeah. in real life at that point. Right. Um, but they were... I remember that Hanna Barbera had done the the three robotic Stooges cartoon yep. around that same time, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that was tying into it. <laughs> they it just seemed, grabbed those three models, and yeah. put them on. It's like I'll do that. <laughs> it, but it seemed like the first the first version of the new Scooby Doo movies dealt with celebrities, and then the later episodes they had guest stars from other Hanna Barbera cartoons, right? Because they had Speed Buggy, they had Josie yeah. and the Pussycats, mm-hmm. the Adams Family, the Adams Family, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the first part was like the celebrities. Uh, I remember they had Cass Elliot, mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Duncan, Sandy Duncan, Phyllis, Jonathan Winters, Phyllis, Phyllis Diller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think who uh, uh, said the Harlem Globetrotters, Three Stooges, Don Knotts. Don Knotts was on there a couple um, of times. Uh, Batman man. and Robin, Batman and Robin. Yes, they were those on were several. The, yeah, those, those were the best. best. Yeah, those are the best. I love those. Oh because man, because it was actually Olin Soul and Casey mm-hmm. Kasem and Casey doing, Kasem doing the Batman voices. and Robin. Yeah. yeah, who did them in the cartoons from back in the. Uh, the seventies era, and it had the old school, uh, the old school Joker and yeah. Penguin, and I was like, "Oh man, it's such a good thing." Oh, good time with that. That's right. It was always Joker and Penguin, like every time. It was yeah. never any other ones, but uh, yeah, it's a good. Did you ever see that episode of what was it? Oh, Brave and the Bold, where they brought that back. Yes, that was really good. They, they, on Brave and the Bold, they actually had the Scooby Gang uh, on Brave and the Bold, and they did it. It was just played exactly like a Scooby Doo episode. So good. <laughs> I love that. 
Oh man. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it was a good time that because again, Hanna Barbera was just like they were firing all cylinders with this stuff. So oh, yeah, they were using Scooby Doo the new movies to like like prep their other ones because Harlem Globetrotters had its own. They had, like, yeah, they had their own cartoon. They, they, they were like the, the Super Globetrotters. Globetrotters. Yeah, Super Globetrotters. Yeah, and, um, and the the Scooby Doo movies actually that was it was a little bit different format because it was actually always a two part episode. Yeah, it was an hour long. So it yeah. was an hour long. So um, when I was a kid in the oh, I was born in 75 so late 70s early 80s uh, by the time this was on syndications uh, it was on in the afternoons I would catch it like after school or whatever mm-hmm. and so I always knew that like if it was like one of my favorite episodes or whatever that I'd seen yeah. like if it was the Batman episode I'd be like oh shoot I have to wait till tomorrow to <laughs> yeah, actually to watch him. this right, see yeah. all you all you kids now that are spoiled with everything digital <laughs> where you can just watch anything you want yep. on demand yep. there used to be a period when shows came on once a day or mm-hmm. once a week even yep. and you had to wait a whole week <laughs> to find out what happens to stuff like that I honestly and I, I think about this a lot actually uh, there there's there's parts of me that thinks like I'm glad that kind of time's over, that I can just binge watch Voltron oh, yeah. like in one weekend and be done with it. But there's a little bit of me that's kind of like, I kind of miss the feeling of that anticipation of right. like, the next week, oh, I get to watch this. And like, there's only a few shows that still did that. Like, uh, Korra was one. Like, Korra, right. like, during the end of its run, it was still just a weekly show. But Well, I remember, yeah. like, again, when, when I was a kid, of course, always growing up around that time, I was huge into... G.I. Joe, Transformers, uh, mm-hmm. He-Man, you know, Mask. But oh, yeah. I remember G.I. Joe and, well, Transformers too. when both of those shows started, they had their miniseries. Mm-hmm. So it was five episodes and it was a full week. Right, full week of it. And it was like every day at a certain time. And then like, you know, the next day at the same time would pick up on the next part. And mm-hmm. it was like one long yeah, yeah. episodic story. Yeah. So. I miss Super those little cool. miniseries kind of things, too. Yeah, but it too. is cool to watch them all in one, it is. one it, it, sitting. It is nice to be able to just watch everything of, like, the cool of the shows that you want. And, uh, I don't know, there's more animation now than, like, way back then, so. Exactly. Which is super cool. Um, it's another, there's another renaissance coming, I think, it feels like, uh, to me. Uh, after that, we had, we talked a little about the Laugh Olympics that mm-hmm. came after that. Uh, you know, Scooby and all of his gang was on that. Um, the, the rest of the gang wasn't on there too much. I remember them being on a few episodes. Shaggy was on there pretty was on there frequently. I the think time. he was. He might have actually been the only one. Now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't remember Fred or, Fred or Velma, Velma or, Daphne or Daphne being on there. And know. for and for some reason, with the early '80s Scooby shows, um, I, I really never did know what the reasoning behind it was, but. Um, the the cast of Mystery Inc was mysteriously absent through a lot of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for especially yeah. when Scrappy Doo was introduced, Scooby's yes. nephew. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy for yeah. the the entire run. Yeah, they later added Daphne back in. Yeah, but Fred and Velma, I guess, were they went off doing somewhere something else. <laughs> it, it was weird because it kind of took that weird little part because. Scooby and Scrappy Doo when it first debuted, it was the full gang plus Scrappy. Right. But then Scooby Scrappy Doo shorts came along. Right. And that was literally just uh, Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking with that because everybody hated Scrappy. I don't know anybody yes. that likes Scrappy. When I was a kid, you know, I take that back. My friend Kyle, uh, he was the only guy that I know. The only kid that we knew that loved Scrappy Doo. I think that yeah. Scrappy Doo was one of those. I still is like almost universally hated. <laughs> it really is, especially by Scooby Doo fans, yeah. because it was just 
he was just this annoying little you know, <laughs> pissant dog that had this gigantic head. I always wanted to just flick him right in the head and watch him like tumble end over end. Let me at him. Let me at him. Oh. He just had this obnoxious little, uh, just this obnoxious personality. He was just this clear attempt of like marketing research. Right. Like it just, it just was just. He was marketing. Like that's what he was. It was. He's he's basically the parody of Poochie the dog. Exactly. On Itchy and Scratchy. That's what Scrappy Doo is. Uh, minus the extreme '90s stuff, but. If he were to come back, he would have extreme '90s gear. Like, exactly, that's, like, yeah. that's how he would be. Uh, but yeah, it really weird that they. That, so apparently, I guess he was popular back then because they made a whole thing on him, and then a bunch of shorts afterwards with like relatives of Scooby. Uh, and just, yeah, like there was a, there was a western version. I forget what that was, but it had Scrappy in it. I remember um, the um, on the new Scooby Doo show from '76. There were actually two. Other Scooby cousins. Yeah. You had Scooby Dumb. Scooby Dumb. Who was on there pretty frequently. Pretty regularly, there yeah. Fairly often. Mm-hmm. And then there was a girl named Scooby D. Scooby D. Yeah. She was on, I think, two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, so it was just all of a sudden Scooby had this had extended this, family. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, like whatever. I guess dogs can have extended <laughs> families. Uh, but yeah, it was really bizarre um, that, that they would, I don't know, that, that they branch off and. Yeah, uh, it, it was really weird. Uh, then it took a bit of a, I think it took a bit of a break. No, it immediately went into uh, 13 Ghosts. Um, yeah, which was a very short-lived show. Yeah, that was mid-80s. Yeah. Uh, that would have been, I think, 85. Mm-hmm. And uh, that actually, the the I never really understood the premise of it. I mean, even watching it now, it's still <laughs> kind of... <laughs> but for some reason, and I think this probably was relating to... Uh, his success from Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yes, uh, they had Vincent Van Pr- or Vincent Van Price. Right, yeah. <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh was played, played by Vincent Price. By Vincent Price, who, if you don't know, was a very, very famous old school uh, horror movie actor from mm-hmm. the fifties and did a lot of yeah. uh, the Hammer uh, horror movies uh, in England and was in the original Fly and oh, yeah. uh, House on Haunted Hill and just yeah. long list of movies. But the Tingler, yes, like many. He, he had that sort. Of British sort of voice, it could have sounded like Stewie. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. that's a lot of the influence of Stewie. Actually, but it was price. Yeah. He was he was kind of like the um, he was kind of like the narrator of the of the Thirteen Ghosts. And right. The whole thing was it's like they were. I think they were trying to actually capture. Yeah, it was. It was, it was actually, like thirteen ghosts had gotten, had gotten out, out or something, and then yeah. they were trying to. So the premise of it, them again. So the premise of like I guess the season if they ex- wanted to extend it past, but the premise of the season one was to capture the thirteen ghosts again. So I wonder so every week there'd be a new ghost that they'd have to put back into the box. So and I, I wonder, so. and this literally just came to me just now since that was eighty five. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they were trying to capitalize on Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Which came out the previous year in '84. I feel like they were because, uh, yeah. Also, that came out, and then uh, immediately after Filmation put out the the uh, real Ghost. Well, the the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters, which, which was yeah, because they wanted to capitalize on Ghostbusters as well, right? And they had the rights to the old serial, right? So they grabbed those rights and made Ghostbusters, which was technically the first. Because uh, it came out in the early '70s it, too. Yeah, yeah. That, that was what that was what uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, latched onto to make his thing. He loved those old shorts, and that's what he based his entire ideas on. Uh, made it its own thing, of course. Uh, but you know, when, when when the cartoon for Ghostbusters the movie came out, they said, 
the real, the Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters, which actually isn't true right. because the real ones were the ones in the, way back in the serials. But uh, yeah, but it, it, I feel like it was trying to capitalize on that. I think you're absolutely right. It also introduced an even more annoying character than Scrappy. Flim Flam. <laughs> the absolute worst. And I love Susan Blue. I oh, absolutely yes. adore Susan Blue. Uh, she is my childhood. R.C. Uh, is all those characters she yep. played. Uh, and she was in high uh, Galaxy High. Galaxy High, oh yeah, loved that show. Susan Blue is like that. That voice is like ingrained in my. I hate Flim Flam. Yeah, like she plays Flim Flam in this, and he's the worst. He's like just this weird little. He's like this weird little Hispanic urchin kid. kid. Yeah, they're just like street urchin kind of kid in a yellow hoodie. He always wore this over. <laughs> this hoodie looks like it was about four sizes too big. He had this like black sort of shaggy hair. Yeah, and for those who don't know what he looks like, look him up. Look him up. It's, it's he was the he, worst character. That was I think that was really what made the show. So bad to watch yeah. was was him because he was in it a lot. Yeah, like he was in it. He probably had as much, if not more, screen time than Scooby. Yeah, it, and, I would say easily. Yeah, and the only and the only returning one from Mystery Inc. again was Daphne. Like Daphne's the only one that like Fred and Velma just went off. Somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like. And oddly enough, they kept the look of Scooby and Shaggy on this show, but Daphne had a different look to her because uh, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She had uh, the, more the, modern. The, yeah, the time. original, the original Daphne. Uh, Daphne had the you know, of course, the purple dress and mm-hmm. the pink leggings, and then the the green uh, yeah scarf, scarf neckerchief, yeah, around her neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Daphne was dressed. Uh, she had more of an eighties haircut. Yeah. she had kind of like fair, she had like bangs. She had bangs up there. Yeah, it's, it's and, sort of a Charlie's Angels, and she look. was wearing kind of almost like a jumpsuit mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, too. she had like a jumpsuit going. Had uh, it, just, it was all purple again, right? It was still pa- purple. Wore pants right. this time. This time around, wore pants. Uh, but yeah, it's, they had a new design and everything. Shaggy pretty much looked the same. I think he had a different. He color had a red shirt, shirt instead of a red green. shirt instead right. of green. But he looked exactly like he always yeah. did. Uh, just I remember being weirded out by that show. Like yeah. even as a kid, I was like, "This isn't." This isn't my Scooby. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's the first time, though, where they introduced real ghosts. Yes. The first time they did do the the real ghost thing. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, interesting little take. But when I thought back on it, like, a while ago, I was like, oh, they were trying to capitalize on Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. Right. Like, they definitely were trying to capitalize on that. Because that was right around the same time as Ghostbusters coming out. And then, like, yeah. So... Uh, then, uh, it re- the revival kind of came around, uh, in 87, two years later. There wasn't really anything for Scooby. This basically almost killed Scooby. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was... Like, it just, it, it, boom, that nothing. Was, that was the <laughs> Batman and Robin of the Scooby-Doo franchise. <laughs> it was. It really did just murder <laughs> it. Uh, but it didn't stay gone for very long. Uh, directed, vi- directed video movies started coming out. We had Scooby-Doo um, in the Ghoul School, yeah. uh, Scooby-Doo Goes Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Reluctant Werewolf, Where yeah. Shaggy actually becomes a werewolf in that. Yep. And he still has his and there's this, red shirt on. Yeah, and there's this really long, freaking race that's like Wacky yes. Races style that goes on forever. For like 50 minutes, this race goes on. Yes. And it just, it was done. Like, they spend like a good... 20 minutes of the movie setting up this race and like Shaggy becoming the werewolf and then the rest of it is this wacky races style race 
that just keeps going. And it's just like, the reason Wacky Races worked is because it's a five-minute show. Exactly. It just <laughs> didn't work in the long format. Also, also, it had Muttley and Dick Dastardly. That's the only reason. <laughs> That's it. It. Just, it did not work. And they tried to, because like Dracula was like the guy who's like, I'm the Dick Dastardly, this yeah. one. You know, that was his gimmick. But it just, it did not work. It was really weird. Um, yeah, it... it very bizarre. Well, a, a, a weird time for it. Ghoul School was interesting. I remember liking that when I was a kid. I watched it well after it aired, though. Right. Like, it came on Cartoon Network at some point. I was like, I've never seen this before. Right. And it was okay. It was fine. Uh, Those were, like, yeah. like kind of, like, one-off things. That they were. They, they didn't air, like, with any sort of frequency like mm-hmm. a normal show did. It was no. kind of like they would air them, like, on a special occasion. Yeah. So, and you have to realize, too, this was, again, mid-'80s. So this was yeah. really before... I mean, the, the videos was already out, you know, like VHS and stuff, but you would have had to still waited a while to be able to see this if you didn't catch it, like, on its first run. Right. So, you know, those were those were kind of the anomalies, and that was... I would consider that kind of... That and the Scrappy era was kind of the low the low point. <laughs> it, it really was. Like, it, it, Scrappy kind of, like, was, was, was hammering it. Scooby... Uh, uh, 13 Ghosts murdered it. Right. And, and this was just kind of like little pepperings to try and, like, hey, maybe keep it alive. It's still a franchise. People still yeah. watch it. Uh, but then, uh, it returned to syndication in, uh, 1980, I think, uh, on, on TBS. I remember mm-hmm. that. Uh, I remember that being a big deal. I remember watching it on TBS in the right. mornings all the time, uh, when it started up again, because I remember it not being on for a while. Uh, Zombie Island, uh, came back in 1998. So this was literally, wow. yeah, this was literally 10 years after, uh, yeah, about 10 years after... Uh, the Ghoul School and uh, Re- Reluctant Werewolf. What about so. uh, Pup Named Scooby Doo? That was uh, in there too. Oh yeah, Pup Named Scooby Doo. That came out. When did a Pup Named? That was eighty eight. That was eighty eight. Yeah, eighty eight to ninety one. Yeah, was Pup Named. So that was going on during that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I never count a Pup Named Scooby Doo for some reason. It's like, it's not really canon. And yeah. I understand. Uh, it was. I, did, uh, I like the red herring joke. That's yeah, about that it. Was always <laughs> great. That's like the only time. Yeah, for uh, for those that didn't see it, red herring. It was it was literally the Scooby Gang as little kids, as little children, uh, and yeah. po- and, and yeah. Scooby was a pup, a pup, hence yeah. the title. Pup. Um, but it was the uh, the ghost. It was definitely more geared for uh, early like small kids Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoon audience. Yeah, uh, the ghosts were really over the top yeah. and really like outlandish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, it was still a fun show. Yeah, and it just it it had a, it had a different vibe to it than I, than I, the original Scooby Show. I did. loved how they did Velma in that one. Actually, mm-hmm. she was my favorite. It was because she like had this little like she had a little she had a little like like Marcy walk or right. something. It was just like her feet would just like sputter like into one like like weird line. Yeah. I just thought that was cute. And she never said anything except jinkies. Jinkies, yeah, yeah. And whenever she said it, that was important because it was like, Velma said jinkies. That must be a clue. That must be a clue. It's like, yeah, I don't know. That was the only one I think they they took like a different route with them. Uh, Daphne was a bit more of a spoiled brat. Right. It actually did serve to flesh out the characters a little bit more. Right. Because they were all just kind of like, that's that. And like, you know, like, this is the nerdy one. But they never really like diverged that much from each other. This show actually did. A good job of making the characters actual characters, other than Scrap, other than Scooby and Shaggy, who right? Were who were the same? Who yeah. were always the same, and that's that's fine because they were already characters. Uh, but yeah, like Fred was this kind of go- it. Actually, it mapped out everything for Mystery Inc. Now that yeah. I think about it, because Fred was this go getter mystery solver, and like just like we got to figure it out, we got to build a trap. It's gonna be great, and like. Uh, 
Uh, Daphne was a little bit brattier, a little bit more, you know, prissy. Yeah, because uh, she was a rich kid, and she had she yeah. always had anything that she needed. She had a butler named Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins. That's right. And <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It, wherever they were at, I mean, yeah. if if, she, if they were like across a chasm <laughs> and like there was this big gorge, yeah. and they needed to get across Jenkins, Jenkins, and he would magically appear and then like build a bridge for her or yeah. something to get across. So, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I forgot about Jenkins entirely. <laughs> no, th- so yeah, this actually did. Uh, I I was gonna. I was gonna remiss. I was I was remiss in uh, in dismissing this one because it actually did build a lot of lore for this show because mm-hmm. uh, that that's that's kind of canon now. Just the fact that like Daphne's this rich girl and uh, Velma's kind of this reclusive nerd and right. you know it, that, she had a computer before anybody else did, exactly. You know? yeah, she did. She had a gigantic like computer. It was weird. Um, but yeah, uh, so that that was a pup named Scooby Doo. During that time, these movies were coming out. But it was kind of like it wasn't Scooby, right? Me. And also, that ended in—I uh, mean, good lord, when did that end? Ninety-one, I yeah. think, until Lenny. And, and so it was just—it was just reruns for for the longest time. I remember Cartoon Network would have a pup named Scooby Doo on all the time. Uh, it would have other episodes, but yeah, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island was in nineteen ninety-eight. That blows wow, that my just mind. Seems like this. It seems does not seem like it's been that long. Yeah, uh, and I remember the tagline for this one. This was this was basically the first. Um, at this point, this would have been the first real, what we call now like direct to DVD mm-hmm. movie. Yes. Um, the I believe the only original voice was Frank Welker. He came yeah. back and did Fred on did this. Fred. Because mm-hmm. um, Don Messick, I think, had already passed away. Don Messick or was really sick. Or was or real that's sick. why I can't remember. Don Messick might have been on this one. I think he might have passed away. Later. And I remember that uh, Scott Ennis actually did Shaggy. Right. Because there was some sort of Casey Kasem was having some sort of issue where he yeah some sort of legal issue where he mm-hmm. wouldn't do it or couldn't or whatever the story. But right. So Zombie Island was. Um, I remember the tagline, like, I remember seeing, like, the previews for it and everything when it was coming to video, and the whole thing was, and this time, the ghosts are real. Yep. <laughs> and it turned out that they were. Yeah, that was they were. There wasn't a, a plot or anything, like, some, yeah. something to get you just to watch it. It was real zombies in this episode. It started a cool little trend in these little DVDs, actually, and they stopped doing it. They went back to the old, uh, the old like, everything's everything's not real right. uh, shtick. I kind of loved this this trend. I think it lasted for maybe three or four, mm-hmm. but it was this, uh, The Witch's, Witch's Ghost, Witch's Ghost. Which is my favorite That's one. That's a really good one. I like the Hex Girls. Uh, they... Tim, Tim Curry is <laughs> yeah, Ben Tim Raymond's Curry was great. Oh my god, oh, that was so Tim great. Tim Curry was so good in that, uh, but yeah. Uh, the witch's ghost, and then I love uh, the hex girls too. Right, the hex girls were great. They 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 spawned off into into being in a lot of other stuff. Alien Vapors and Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase, yeah. Those were the four where everything was actually real. Yeah, there was no. I I, I thought that was interesting because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Alien Invaders was in was was really good. Uh, Zombie Island was cool because there's always still a mystery there. Right. Even though the zombies are real, there's this actual like plot right. with like these like these immortal witches that kind of want to take over that want to keep the island and it's really weird. Uh same thing with Witch's Ghost. Uh it actually dealt with like for real yeah. Wiccans. Like, like Wiccans and yeah. occultists and like stuff like that. And Witch's Ghost with the same way. And uh I they they threw in like little like really 
like really well written like plot plot lines. Like they couldn't defeat the witch, but the lead singer of the Hex Girls could because she was one. She was she part was actually Wiccan. part Wiccan. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she actually is. So she has the blood. So they have to. Oh, it's so it's like that's actually really good. Yeah. Like they're they're writing this really well. Alien Invaders was really good because they did a whole thing to where it's like, oh, there were no aliens. It was all a trick. But then there really were. There yeah. really were, and it was these two characters that were good good guys. And yeah. I was like, oh, those two are actually the aliens. Sorry for the spoilers. And it but, turned out that, yeah, for but, those that haven't seen, you, right. you don't want to listen But I'm not to saying it. who they were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but there was two characters that were yeah. on the good side of things mm-hmm. that uh, seemed to take a liking to... Um, two other characters. Two other characters. <laughs> one who's skinny and like to eat, and there was a dog. A dog, or something, I think. Something, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it turns out that these two characters were, in fact, aliens. Yeah. And like, they were, yeah. but they were like disguised as humans. As humans, and you didn't really, like this hippie girl and her dog. Right. And, yeah. It, and it was, but the way they played it out was like, you'd. You still knew, like, early on through the... I mean, it's not really a secret, but mm-hmm. when you're still watching it, you're like, you you don't really want... Because you, you start getting these, like, feelings for these characters, and, like, they were really well done yeah. and really fleshed out well. It wasn't just some, you know, green-skinned alien or something. There was a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just read here. Uh, Billy West was shaggy in Zombie Island. Was he? Didn't know that, actually. I was thinking it was actually yeah. Scott Ennis. But, yeah, Scott yeah. Ennis. Uh, uh, Scott Ennis took over for both Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, he, he did. He took over for, Scott Ennis took over for Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. And Shaggy. But Billy West voiced him in Zombie Island. Okay, gotcha. How about that? How about that? Yeah, so didn't know that. I actually had no idea that was him. Uh, man, I need to go back and watch that now. B.J. Ward came in for yes, Velma. She was... Um, way... Way eighties care '80s voice actor there yeah. is not like that Susan Blue because she played Scarlet. She's she Scarlet played, on oh, G.I. Joe. So and, many, yeah, loved that. Uh, Mary Kay Bergman uh, returned as Daphne, uh, but until her death in 1999, uh, right. which was sad. Uh, then Gray Delisle took it over. Gray Griffin now, uh, but yeah, Gray Griffin has played Daphne ever from, since. Ever since she took over the role from Bergman, uh, and she has been Daphne ever since, which is crazy. Yeah, we were That's, we were talking about that before the uh, podcast actually mm-hmm. started. That uh, yeah. Gray Delisle or Gray Griffin, whatever mm-hmm. is, uh, she actually studied uh, when she was studying mm-hmm. voice acting was under was under Mary Bergman, yeah. and she was kind of one of her proteges. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she uh, when she passed away, I know that. It it really I mean a lot of times people don't really put a lot of stock into voice actors as real actors but right they really are they are and they They're they phenomenal. really do amazing work mm-hmm. and uh, she was actually working on South Park at the time as well yeah and uh, so she was she was doing other stuff but her her death was it came as a big shock and mm-hmm. I know that Gray was deeply moved by it but she was also I know she said in different interviews that yeah. she was honored and humbled that oh, yeah. she was able to continue on as Daphne after oh, yeah. that and she will not let it go right like, like to this it's, day it's hers yeah to to this day in be school be cool Scooby Doo they have changed other people but she is still Daphne yeah. and Frank Welker Frank is still Fred is always going to be Fred <laughs> yeah. Frank Welker is the one that will not let it go that's he, right he got to take over Scooby too so yeah Frank he's Walker doing Scooby, Scooby now as well so he still sounds like a teenager it's so weird his voice has never changed it's never changed 50 years it's still the same it's so bizarre it's still it's still ray stands like it's (laughs) it's still fred like it's just so weird uh but yeah and and, but that sparked a whole new 
bunch. Those movies sparked a whole new bunch of things. Uh, yeah. Because uh, uh, Kids WB picked up What's New Scooby Doo, right? Which took it back to its roots of like going around, like we're gonna solve mysteries and not actual ghosts and stuff. That and, was really yeah. a good show too. It yeah. was. It was actually really good. And that was they got back. They got Casey Kasem back for that one. Right. So he came back for it. So they almost had pretty much everybody else, but Mindy Khan took over as Velma. Uh, I think that's when Frank Welker started doing Scoob. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it, it was very, that, that show was actually really good. Um, I was kind of like in that weird phase where I was like, oh, it was a cartoon. You know, I was like, I never really had that phase. I always watched cartoons. Exactly. I was but the same I, way. But I didn't tell tell everybody yeah. that I watched cartoons because I was Start like. Start changing for kids. You don't watch that. Exactly. Yeah. So, just, or, you know, certain ones I could. Like if it was like Batman the main series, everybody watched Batman. Right. It's serious. It was totally okay to watch Batman. Uh, but, you know, ones like that, like that and Kim Possible and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I watched those shows. I did. I don't know why I was embarrassed by that. So, um, but uh, yeah, What's New Scooby-Doo just took it way back, just right back to the roots. It was It was very much the same way. Uh, but it didn't stick in my mind like the old ones, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the, yeah, the original episodes were memorable. Uh, I mean, even still, I mean, we could go through each series and remember specific episodes or specific ghosts. But yeah. this one, it just it kind of, they, they all, it's not that it kind of ran all together, but it just didn't really leave that kind of impression like the original mm-hmm. shows did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, during that time as well, uh, more movies came out. They kind of took it back to the old mystery-solving ways. They mm-hmm. weren't real ghosts anymore. There was a bunch that came out. Right. Uh, they're still coming out today. Like, yeah. They still have those. Uh, and it's still that cast. Uh, I think it's that full cast that's the normal ones on the DVDs uh, as well that's taken it on for a long time. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was a good era for Scooby, I think, because... Uh, I don't know, the internet kind of sp- like spread it out a little bit more, but uh, in 2010, uh, a little show came back. It was like a big deal, because it's been a while since there's been a new show for Scooby-Doo. Uh, they did Shaggy and Scooby Get a Clue. That was terrible. Very, yeah. Nobody watched that. Don't bother. I don't even it, remember that one it's, much. It's real bad. Yeah. Like, it's just, don't even bother with it. It's just so awful. Uh, but Mystery Inc. came out yes. in 2010. Uh, that is a very interesting show. That took it that took the whole Scooby mythos and like I mean when I talk about backstory, mm-hmm. this is it took it to a whole new level. Yep. And it was there was a it, lot of episodes on there that were really like really heavy, like yeah. super deep. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it it hit into the the whole uh overarching storyline uh idea. Yeah. It was like it was, kind of like one major mm-hmm. story that carried through the whole It was kinda of big in a lot of Cartoon Network stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh Ben Ten, Ultimate Alien, all those, Alien right. Alien Enforcer, whatever the second ones were. When he became a teenager. Right. Uh that had overarching stories, Ben Ten did as well. It was an overarching story that had to be culled from all these episodic adventures. Uh Generator Rex had the same thing. And Mystery Incorporated was no stranger to it. That's right. That was very interesting to watch a Scooby-Doo show with an overarching story and, and a it, really complex and yeah. interesting one. And it, <laughs> like, it, it was also, too, I mean, Scooby-Doo is always kind of widely regarded as yeah. as a comedic show. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of slapstick mm-hmm. jokes and things like that. Yeah. This show was not. I mean, yeah. it was serious. It did. It gets, like, there were, it was, there was comedy. Right. Absolutely. It was still, it still had comedy in it, but it, it but definitely had a darker, serious tone to it. There were parts of it that were like, whoa, that's, that's grim. Right. Like, there's some grim parts to the series. Uh, it it took itself still in a lighter tone, but there were parts of it that were like that's 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil any of that. Yeah, you because... guys should definitely watch that if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I know that, I think season one is on Netflix. They might have yeah. the whole show on I think on the whole now. show is on Netflix at this point. Yeah, but it's uh, it's really good. It's a really good show. Uh, it, 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 the, the character designs took me a little bit to get used to, mm-hmm. but I loved how they fleshed out the characters in this. Daphne being more ditzy, I would right. say. She's a little bit more of a ditz, but she has this whole extended family where she has like seven sisters mm-hmm. and they're all named D's. And, yeah. and her parents are snobs, just these absolute snobs. They can't stand Fred. Right. You know, it's like uh, Fred's dad's the mayor. He's the mayor, right. Uh, who is played by, um, oh, Lumberg. What's Gary Cole. Yeah, Gary Cole. Gary Cole right. plays the mayor. Uh, Shaggy's dad. Uh, oh, yeah, Shaggy's played by uh, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard, who's in, over. The, yeah, in the, mo- movie. the right. movies. Yeah, so he basically took him over because I think he's still doing him now. Right, yes. Matthew Lillard, still, he is now Shaggy. Basically, but Casey Kasem, before he couldn't do the role anymore, uh, I think it was even before he passed away, uh, but he couldn't do the role anymore. But for a few episodes, he played Shaggy's dad. Yeah. Uh, he, he popped in and played Shaggy's dad a few par- at a few points. What's funny, just not really to sidetrack on that, but uh, Casey Kasem, you know, everyone always remembers Shaggy always having the monster appetite and everything, mm-hmm. and he always had the weird, like, things that he wanted to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Casey Kasem actually became a vegan or vegetarian. I don't know which, but sure. vegan, vegetarian, whatever. Right. At some point during the original Scooby-Doo run. Yeah. So he actually stopped eating like hamburgers and things like that. Interesting. So that's why that Shaggy always had like a chocolate covered like eggplant burger. <laughs> because when Casey Kasem became vegan, really? Shaggy became vegan too. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Because like, he would always just eat like whatever giant sand, like yeah. uh, meats and everything. Uh, again, from that uh, way back in that new Scooby-Doo movie when the one that terrified me, yeah. the, the the Captain Moody episode, there was this, this epic, and I, I love this scene is when him and Scooby are making this epic sandwich. <laughs> and I, I love epic sandwiches. And they're yeah. just like, it's before like it became a thing on YouTube. It's like, it's like get the, and like they'd layer it out. It's like, start a little foundation with some yeah. mustard and they build it up with some, oh man, it was so good. It was like, it's classic. Like they're building a house. Yeah. And it's like this giant sandwich. I'm like, oh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> like the Shaggy is vegan. That's in right. Case you were curious. So, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I love Mystery Inc. Definitely go check that out. Uh, it's got uh, it. It kind of has some Buffy uh, stuff in it. Like, yeah, it's, it's got some Buffy the Vampire Slayer themes in it. I, I, I'd say maybe just kind of around that time. I know Buffy was earlier, mm-hmm. you know, late nineties, early two thousands. But it definitely has that sort of, you know, sort of theme, you know, you know, theme to it as far as the. It's it without really spoiling anything. It's it's almost got a little bit of a supernatural sort of it does vibe to it. It does. Everything's explained, but there is still some like supernatural elements there mm-hmm. that are very interesting. Uh, and I, it's very X Files. Like, yeah. like I don't know. It's like it's really interesting the way they do it. I I definitely recommend it. And I don't want to spoil anything about it because it even goes into like the history of the team, the history of Crystal of the Town, Cove, of yeah. the town. Yeah. It gets really deep and like hits some really weird subjects, and I didn't see a lot of it coming. Like, right when when it got around to like where the mystery landed up, I was like, "Oh wow, that's unexpected." Uh, so yeah, it was really cool. It, uh, it was a lot more than just guessing who was under the mask. Exactly, you know, it wasn't yeah. you know, yeah. which was still there. Right, luckily that was still a thing. But you know, it just yeah. you, you didn't necessarily know that it was you know. 
yeah. old man Smithers, who was the you yeah. know, creepy janitor at the amusement park or something. You exactly. Know? There was a larger mystery to be had, which was very interesting. Uh, I loved it. Uh, go check it out. It's a good time. Got, got new characters on there. That's mm-hmm. real fun. Uh, maybe, and yeah, I, I could go on about it. We could do a whole episode. <laughs> we could on do it. Yeah, we could we talk could, about this like just by itself. I would, I would, I'd be definitely willing to do a full episode on this eventually because it definitely deserves it. Uh, where we cover all the stuff. Uh, but now, what's on right now, and it's sort of in a, uh, I guess a, a lull period. It hasn't even, I don't think it's come on this year, but it's debuted on October 5th, 2015. Uh, Be Cool Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a little bit, of a departure from most of it. This, yeah. is, this is the first thing back. Well, of course, the movies, again, they're still coming out. So you can watch a WWE movie about it, too, if you want. Like, two WWE movies came out between uh, them as well. Did you see the last one? No, the I race. haven't watched the, the race one yet. Oh, no. my God. I'm sure it's awful. It is so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's like... The, the gold, first one's really wretched. It's like, like it's so, so bad. I mean... The the oh. first one was okay when yeah. they go to like WWE City or sure whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah this one is it's literally almost wacky races with yeah. WWE but with WWE characters but yeah. it is so bad <laughs> I had to force myself uh, to I, sit through it I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to because I will probably have <coughs> I'll probably have uh, we have a, a wrestling podcast the Powerbomb podcast here on DNN I'm probably gonna sit down with Steven and Brian and watch the Scooby Doo wrestling movies yes. and then we're going to talk about them because yeah. it'll be a good time uh i feel like that's a I feel like that's a good episode to i'll be have. i'll be glad to uh, come back on that one <laughs> yeah too. sure why not so we already know our wrestling exactly likes there so. exactly so uh but now be cool scooby-doo uh, was their new take the, des- the the character designs came out and people kind of flipped their wig uh it's very kid oriented it's very kid oriented it's very family guy looking mm-hmm. uh the new designs look like a parody that you would see on Family Guy. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty close. Yeah, it 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 they they, they it it took a bit for me to get used to. I will say that, um, but it's not a bad show. I'm gonna go ahead and say it here. It's not bad. Uh, it's not great, but it's it, it's got some charm to it. Let's say. I think the writing is really good in it. The voice acting is stellar. Uh, all the all the cast returning is Matthew Lillard. Uh, Frank Welker, uh, uh, Greg Griffin, uh, but the only one, the only new one is uh, uh, Kate uh, Micucci. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, but she's, I think, Oates in Garfunkel and Oates. I want to mm-hmm. say, yeah, uh, she's the Gooch in uh, in uh, Scrubs. If anybody knows that one, yeah, uh, she's done lots of stuff. Uh, she's done lots of voice acting. I absolutely love her voice. But she plays Velma in this, and. Velma's much more nerdy, much more neurotic in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has allergies, phobias. Like, is it, like every episode, there's always some like ailment that she's having. Uh, everybody kind of has like a punchline for each episode, which is interesting. Um, it's a little weird. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, Daphne is more comic relief in this than anything. She's not just a ditz, she's the weirdo of the group that, like, has, like, a weird little, like, trope every episode. Mm-hmm. Like, one episode she takes up puppeteering, and that weirds everybody <laughs> out, and it's, like, because so, she, like, has a puppet for everybody, and they're like, you need to stop, like, right now. <laughs> but the comedy's actually pretty, like, pretty on point. Like, it's actually pretty good. It's a little bit, like, it's a little bit co- family guyish in the form of timing i would right. say not like reference referential you know humor but like in timing i think it's actually pretty good um it's a lot wackier it's a lot crazier 
Uh, one thing it does do that, that's really nice, though, they bring back the chase music. Ah, they bring cool. back the little chase segments, and it's like kind of new age music, but it's like, oh, they're 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 running through this whole thing, and it's all this this big elaborate chase scene through. They do the doors, I think, in yeah. one instance, but. Uh, yeah, I, I recommend the show. If you like Scooby Doo, I think it's pretty good. Uh, you got to get past the uh, the designs because the designs are just kind of like weird. It's really bizarre. Yeah, like like, like Scooby's got an abnormally large head. <laughs> yeah, which I guess Great Danes kind of do. Um, but they have the weird like cartoon eyes that kind of bulge out of their head. Yeah. a little bit like they're not like in their head. Like they kind of like come out. Off of it, yeah. It's, um, it's like you said; it's almost like a Family Guy sort of it look is. to it. Yeah, it, it's very Family Guyish, um, but I still recommend it. I, I think it has good writing. Um, it's still on the air, but it's like on a big. Uh, it's on a big hiatus right now. It hasn't even finished season uh, season one yet. It, but it debuted on October fifth. Yeah, it seems like the, a lot of Cartoon Network shows do that, where they just yeah, you know, they just. They, go, they do so many episodes and then they just kind of drop off yeah. and then you don't know it's like did it get canceled or is yeah. it coming back or they go it goes on a weird hiatus but uh, <laughs> I guess it's still coming back I don't know it, it it's weird uh, Cartoon Network is keep keeps having these weird little like fits with Scooby Doo because Mystery Inc same thing I mean it was I, they, they had, there was a huge gap between seasons they had a big they had a big fight with the producers on that actually mm-hmm. because the the producers wanted to have its integrity like. This is what we're doing with the show, and we're going to keep it this way, and it's going to be dark. Yeah, and this is what we want to do. And the student and the, the the network was just like, no, you can't do that. And ultimately, they let them do it, but they forked out those episodes at like three p.m. Mm. on weekdays where right. kids are at work, kids are at school. Like they they forked those out real quick. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Like. Because I remember just setting my thing to record, and I came home one day from work, and it was literally like four episodes were on that started at like 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, like a block of them. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a giant block. I'm like, what the heck happened here? And I looked into it, and it's just like they were not happy with the direction it goes, the weird dark tone that it takes for this kid show that they want. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like they keep having these little fighting spats with Scooby Doo, and it's weird. Uh, but I guess it still makes money. That's right. Uh, and still makes uh, Hanna-Barbera money, I guess. Is Hanna-Barbera still a thing? I don't even know. I, like, yeah, I would say so. I think they are. I, I mean, still a... as a probably company, corporate sure. entity, but... Yeah. At, I mean, they're, obviously their heyday is, is long long past, yeah. but the, uh, I would assume they still... Yeah, I, I guess it's still a subsidiary. I know that they are with Warner Brothers. Now. Right. Like, I know that they are just completely absorbed into that, but... Uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, these old Hanna Barbera cartoons are kind of making a comeback a little bit. That's with, right. Uh, DC, DC Comics, yeah. DC Comics. They have the uh, the mm-hmm. Scooby Apocalypse, mm-hmm. which yeah. is basically the Scooby Gang is now like zombie <laughs> hunters, yeah. you know, kind it, of thing. It, it's it's literally like taking that crew and making it into like a serious <clears throat> zombie apocalypse setting. Yeah. Uh, and you have the uh, the yeah. uh, wacky race, wacky races. Uh, like almost like a Mad Max yeah. mm-hmm. type thing. It's a Mad Max show. And then there's Future, Future Quest, Quest which, which is amazing. Love that book. <laughs> that is such a good I, book. I have I have praised that book on here before. I will praise yes. it again. That book is amazing. <laughs> I I picked, actually I got that I got the oh. digital copy of that from Comicsology when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I just it was on my like queue of like you know yeah. you might like this or whatever. Yeah. And I saw the cover and I was like, yeah. wow, that's I was like, that's Johnny Quest. And yeah. there's, and and like, Herculoids. there's Herculoids and Space Ghost. And I was like, <laughs> and Birdman. Oh my God, this is cool. Yeah. And then, like, how they 
I, I love the uh, ideas of any t- type of shared universe. Right. And basically bringing all these Hanna-Barbera characters from the 60s and early 70s into one mm-hmm. place. Yeah. And having them coexist, I was just like... And so so cool. Yeah, and the story is really good. It is, it and is it, such a good writing written story. It's breathing new life into the characters too by like introducing new takes on it as right. well. Like the latest one with Mitor. Yes, that was so cool because I don't know what this kid's doing there the whole time. I'm like, who's this this Thai kid? Like I don't know who this is supposed to be. And then he grabs the club and he oh what? It's yeah. so good. I loved it. Oh man, I, I everything about that that comic is just like it's child nostalgia for me. Yes, uh, it's very cool. I can't get into Scooby Doo Apocalypse as much though. I've I've it, read one ep- I've read one issue of it yeah. episode. I've read yeah, right, one yeah. issue exactly. of it. Um, it it didn't grab me like I hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the same thing with the Wacky Graceland. Yeah, yeah. Um, still cool, but yeah. just not. It didn't. It didn't give me the the warm fuzzies that I usually expect with Scooby stuff. Exactly, so. like like Future Quest is like that that perfect balance of like old school turned up to like right. it, it's actually the exact tone of Johnny Quest of the old days. Yeah, because the old '60s Johnny Quest show was an adult show. It like, was very serious. It, it was too, a very yeah. serious show. It was just like it had kids on it, but you know, and a and a, and a dog that would appeal to kids, but. <laughs> Then someone would die horribly screaming in a plane crash, like yeah. just like at the climax of the episode, uh, which we don't get that anymore. Um, but yeah, Scooby, Scooby just has lasted a long time, man. It's it's timeless. It's, it's a timeless it really show, is. and it spawned so much from it. There's so many different ones. They actually had a parody episode of that on Mystery Inc., where they had all the other like spawned characters yeah. and. Uh, weird mascot characters like the Funky Phantom and Captain Caveman and uh, was Fang Face on there? Fang Face. Yeah, and, Fang yeah. Face. Yeah, because I think that was a Ruby Spears one too. Right. Like Ruby Spears was trying to catch on to that one. Yeah, that was that was in the, or like, that was kind of that weird period in like late 70s, early 80s when they were still kind of under the Hanna-Barbera banner. Right. But they were actually, a lot of cartoons were being produced by Ruby Spears. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know Thunder the Barbarian was like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Fang Face. Yeah. Um, Captain Caveman, Caveman. might have been. I, I think, can't remember. I think they were Hanna-Barbera. They were full Hanna-Barbera. Because he was on, uh, he was on uh, Laugh Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I know. Yeah. Like, if he was on that Laugh Olympics, like, that's a Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Well, like, that's straight up Hanna-Barbera. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, uh, it, it just spawned this whole whole forum of cartoons and every episode was exactly like that right funky phantom speed buggy all those yeah were amazing chan clan yeah um yeah uh the clue club yeah the clue like, club it's like it's this. like for some reason in the 70s there was a lot of teenagers and they always wanted to solve mysteries solve mysteries also and and that was a great joke in mystery Inc. Yeah. actually i love that episode they go to this convention and it's all these mystery solvers and it's all the characters i loved it uh yeah so it it it's a great little genre. It's one of my favorite little genres, mm-hmm. actually. Whenever something like... I would love to see something like that happen nowadays. Uh, just that that kind of that deal. That type thing. Yeah, I, I always said that, like, if you really want to, like, make a new cartoon nowadays, grab Nancy Drew and do that. She's been around since the 30s. Right. People talk about needing, like, strong female characters. Nancy Drew has been around since the 30s. <laughs> like, bring her up. Yeah. And do this type of cartoon with her. Like, it'd be fine. There's there's so many things that they could do if they just would. And yeah. Just, it seems like yeah. a lot of original ideas, it seems like, are mm-hmm. recycling of things that yeah. we saw when we were kids. Exactly. So. so, do that. Bring this back. And 
uh, keep watching the Scooby-Doo movies because I'm sure there's another one coming out. I yeah. know there is. I, I never really hear about it unless I like go and I look. Uh, just like sometimes it'll just hit me like, oh, I wonder what the next Scooby-Doo movie is and I'll go to the Wikipedia page yeah. and have it listed and it's typically a WWE. Yeah, the last last two or three have been WWE. They did the uh, they did the Kiss one a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, the Kiss one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, the was, Kiss one that was cool. Yeah. I'm a huge Monster Kiss fan, there so you go. Yeah. Uh, that one was cool. Uh, How many Kiss people did they get on it? Was Peter Chris on there? Did well, it's it's like the that? new band, so it's oh, okay. Uh, it's Gene Paul, Gene Paul, Tommy Thayer, and Eric Singer. Gotcha. And they were all on it though. No, they I mean, all got them. Yeah, all. they got the real band. Yeah, there so it was it was legit Kiss. There you go. That's pretty cool. But no Peter and Ace on this. No Peter and Ace. I remember watching that one. I think I watched. Yeah, because they got the at one point they get their powers or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember now. Yeah, it's like I remember it. Oh man. That's and so actually, crazy. there was there was another. Um, it might have been on what's new Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. There was a Halloween episode. Yeah. Where they actually had Kiss playing like the Halloween dance. Right. Yeah. And they they actually played Shout Out Loud, and oh, it was okay. and it was and Kiss, it was again. Kiss yeah. again. There you go. That probably was uh, what's new. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to say it would have been maybe. Yeah. 90, late 90s, early 2000s, something right. like that. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do know that Be Cool Scooby-Doo is coming back eventually. Um, fairly certain the Hex Girls are coming back again. Because they're going to put a spell on you. Yeah, they are going to put a spell on you. Because uh, they came back in Mystery Inc., which <laughs> I loved. They were in two episodes of Mystery Inc., and I thought that was awesome, just because, like, oh, the Hex Girls. Yeah. Uh, it just It's like these these characters keep, like, moving down. And something new happens, and it adds to the lore. It, it, it always happens. Yeah. I, I actually kind of love that. It, I feel like... Now that's be cool, Scooby Doo. Daphne's going to be more quirky, like within iterations now, because she's like the quirky comedy one now. Right. It's it's really bizarre in that in that take. She's still the rich one too, but it's like she's still super rich. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm super stoked about it. it, it it's going to be a sad day when Frank Welker passes away. I don't actually. even want to think about that. I don't want to think about yeah, that day. That's... He's apparently he's super healthy. Yeah, like he's, he's in his seventies now. He's in like his seventies yeah. and like. They say he's spry as can be. Yeah. Like every interview I hear about him, when everything, almost every episode of Rob Paulson's podcast, whenever somebody talks about Frank, it's just like, dude, isn't he just like the youngest old man you've ever yeah. met? Like he just is so. He's the perpetual teenager, yeah. and he he won't do the show. Like he won't like do interviews or like the like his podcast or whatever. Not for any like 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 reason he literally thinks like no one wants to hear from me and it's yeah. like no frank everyone everyone would love to hear yeah. from you and it's like and he just doesn't like yeah i'm just some old man that does goofy recordings it's yeah. like no you're like a childhood to people i like, i just oh. heard this recently speaking of frank welker and we we're talking about disney earlier um, when they were recording when they were actually doing lion king mm-hmm. uh, in 94 yeah um, apparently there was some issue where they were trying to get, they were having, they were having problems getting actual lion roars. Okay. Um, a, a lot of people that don't know, uh, a lot of Disney movies, the, uh, the animators actually will study live animals and mm-hmm. they try and get, even though the animals are very anthropomorphic with human qualities, they right. still try and make them animals. Right. And so, anyway, they were trying to get these lion roars, and they couldn't get good recordings of them. <laughs> so, they call Frank Welker. <laughs> Frank Welker literally Walker. does this lion roar, and he does it into a large metal trash can. Wow. And the amplification of it and the echo is what is in the movie. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's so... That's awesome. For those of you that don't know Frank Welker, he does the voice of Fred. We mentioned that. Yeah. Just look him up on yeah. Wikipedia or do a Google search for him. You will be amazed 
at how many things he's voiced. I mean, you're like, you don't even realize. He has so many credits. He's one yes. of the, he's actually one of the highest grossing actors uh, Ever. out there because he's in so much. Yeah. He's, like, he's in so much. <laughs> he gets residuals from everything. Yeah. And he's just like, I mean, if, if you watched any cartoons during the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, right. you will find a con, you will find one cartoon that you know mm-hmm. that he's done a voice on. Yeah. Yeah, easily. And, and it, it, it's really interesting because, like, for the longest time, I would always recognize, I recognize, like, certain voices he did. Mm-hmm. Like, his dark side Krulos voice. Right. Which is the dark. It's basically what he did when he did uh, Shao Kahn at right. the end of Mortal Kombat. He's Shao Kahn at the end of Mortal Kombat. The first one, he did not pick it up in the in the, in the Annihilation. He knew that was a trash heap. Right. Go back to it. No. <laughs> uh, but no, he, he he's actually the guy at the end. But he does his dark side voice there. And I was like, oh, that's Frank Welker. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, that was definitely... Dark side. And he was, and, uh, 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 Dr. Claw. And Dr. Claw, great. yeah, Dr. Claw, same I'll voice. I'll get you next time, catch it exactly. next time. <laughs> exactly. That, it's just, but then, then like, I remember, oh, man, I can't remember how old I was. <clears throat> I was later than normal, because uh, usually I can pick up those voices, but when I realized that he played Fred and Ray Stans on uh, on the Go- real Ghostbusters, Ghost Ghostbusters yeah. I was like, oh, that's him. And that was like, his voice. That's just his voice. Yeah. That's him talking. Yeah. Like, it just, like, Fred, and, and he sounds just like he did back in the 60s. It's yeah. insane. Um, but, yeah, I, I absolutely adore Scooby-Doo. I think that's the reason I still like Be Cool Scooby-Doo is just because, like, it's still these characters. Like, if this was a new show, I probably wouldn't even latch on to it. But the fact that it... I probably would because I watch everything. Yeah. But like, but, but Be Cool Scooby-Doo, I think, is, is is a good little new take on it. Definitely check it out. Uh, if you don't like it, that's fine because it is different. I understand that. But uh, I don't know. It, I, I think it's funny. Um, it, it picks it up into a new realm. It, it's that timeless era. And it and Scooby-Doo is... it's It is. It's, it's a timeless show. It's by far, without a doubt... One of my very like all time favorite cartoons, mm-hmm. you know, and will always be. It's yeah. it's always it's always held a very special place, you know, for me. I remember being, like I said, a little kid, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Uh, back then, cartoons always came on Saturday mornings right. for hours. Mm-hmm. We had like four or five hour blocks of nothing but cartoons. Yeah, I remember many many Saturday mornings of getting up. And, you know, wearing my, like, Superman underoos and going and plopping in front of the TV <laughs> and with a box of cereal, Count Chocula, and a uh, gallon of milk. And you sit there and uh, watch cartoons for, like, hours. Absolutely. And Scooby-Doo was always at the the yeah. forefront of that. It was All always right. the core of that. He was always in there. And uh, But that's it for our episode on Scooby-Doo. I think we covered every single thing. Yep. Uh, we'll come back to Mystery Inc. though, yes, for sure. We need we need to do a uh, Mystery Inc. show just yeah, devoted to I, that. I agree because it, it it needs to be covered. There will be spoilers in that one yes. for sure. So if uh, you so you take this as as the warning now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go yeah. watch this. Get on Netflix and watch it Maybe. right now. I don't care what you're doing. Exactly. Drop it. Just drop just, that. I've got the count for this episode now. So that's just right. Drop it. Go listen to it now. <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, but that's it for this episode. If you want to check us out, thank you again, Aaron, for being on. Ah, thank it. you for having me. It's Appreciate been a great time. It. It's good to have somebody else that has weird encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of stuff that nobody else cares about. That's right. It's always great. Um, but uh, yeah, you can check us out on Facebook at Animation Destination at Animation Pod on Twitter. You can check us out on DestinationComics.com where this uh, always airs. Or on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And I might be on SoundCloud soon. I don't know. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but that's it for this episode. 
Next week is Anime Month here on Animation Destination. We'll be talking all sorts of anime. Uh, I believe the next first episode will either be Dragon Ball Super or Full Metal Alchemist. We'll see. I'm not sure which yet. Uh, but yeah, but that's it for this episode, guys. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. D-N-N.